This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of our five-part series with Aaron from Blendon Coffee Club in Houston, Texas. Aaron, today we're talking about cultivating the best coffee professionals. Now, you as a GM, you get to oversee the careers of the people who work in the cafe and roastery and training center that are under the umbrella of Blendon. Having been in the industry for 20 years, I came in at the time when it was at the very, very genesis of this shift. We, we had just, I don't think even the first year that I was in coffee, we knew that the word was specialty coffee. Mm. We, we weren't really, we knew that there's two different kinds of coffee. There's like this proper like artisan way of doing things that was a very fancy way of doing coffee. And then there was everything else. And I knew that I, I only wanted to be a part of that other fancier side of things. <laughs> but there was no way of knowing like what a coffee professional is really going to have a long-term career at. Now we're at the point where 20 years later we have the SCA professionalizing and running really great trade shows around the world and having training programs and, and really trying to shift things into a direction that modernize things for example the new cupping forms etc etc for you running a company being the general manager of a company like blend and coffee having the perspectives that you have the very kind of progressive and i don't mean that in a political sense folks i, I mean that in the perspective of as a professional leader um, you have a very progressive way of approaching being a general manager how do you cultivate the best out of the professionals and turn them into the best professionals that they can be? So I think, um, I think that all starts from their training right after onboarding. Um, right. Just laying out very clearly kind of the expectations um, that we have as a company. You know, we're a very quality-driven company and you see that and it's reflected in um, kind of our systems that are in place to maintain quality and, you know, increase quality. Um, so just being being open and, and straightforward kind of throughout the training process, um, you know, that we do have these standards that we want to be reflected um, as a company. So that when someone walks into Blendon Coffee Club, they're, they're getting, you know, a great experience from the time that they walk in. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's written in the training manual, like, customer walks in, make sure you greet them and, you know, mm -hmm. things, small things like that. Um, I think going into to detail um, throughout that training process, making sure that the expectations are known and then reinforcing that um, kind of throughout their time as an employee. Um, I think it's important that, you know, you make your standards and expectations known um, and you stick to them. Uh, I think, you know, if you're able to accomplish that and kind of have everyone on the same page in terms of what the company expects in their role. Um, I think it makes things go a lot smoother and, and mm. there's, you know, less questions um, in regards to maybe you know, 
how we're doing a very specific task or something like that. Um, you mentioned something really interesting there, standards. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a really big deal when it comes to the quality of what we're serving, mm-hmm. whether it's in the cup or whether it's in the customer service or the bag of roasted coffee or the branding, uh, the the presentation within the cafe. How do you go about approaching standards when it comes to helping staff understand where they're going to aim for themselves? Mm. Okay. So if I understand the question, sorry, um, whenever we're, are you asking about like specific? Let me ask it a different way. Some Often when you're onboarding people, particularly mm-hmm. if they don't know, what they want to be doing coffee that, you know, it's their first coffee job or they've come from somewhere else that has different standards. Now Mm. from knowing you and knowing the kinds of standards that you have, if we're talking about creating the best coffee professionals, how do you bring their expectations of what the standards should be? How do you bring that in alignment with the standards that you expect? as a business. Yeah. I think that comes from just showing them what that standard looks like. Um, whenever, whenever you introduce a new team member, um, to the team, it's, it's making sure that, you know, obviously the, the, the team you have in place is all operating at the same standards. Um, but it's showing what that looks like. Um, you know, whether it's, how we create recipes or, or um, how we do quality control for our brew bar. Um, I think it's, you know, you have to be able to see the standard to understand it. Um, so just, you know, making sure that that training program is very um, thorough and it's been thought out and, and you've, um, you know, make sure that throughout that process, if they have questions, um, you're answering those. And if you don't know the answer, then you're, you're finding them out and, um, and, and relaying that information to them. Um, I think that's also a really important part of it kind of throughout that, you know, when you're having those conversations about what the standards look like, um, you know, making sure that their questions are being answered because, you know, when you have baristas that maybe come from a different, uh, cafe, they may do things a little bit differently. That is not uncommon. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of coffee shops do things differently. Um, so our standards might, not be the same as someone else's. Um, and so it's actually one of the, it's an exercise for me when I'm going through training. Um, I will get some questions that, that really make me think, okay, like, you know, why do we have this standard in place? Um, you know, being able to talk through that and, and kind of listen and understand where they're coming from and then explaining our, our standard and, and who knows, maybe something new can come out of it. Um, you, you could, find out that there's this really great and amazing way of doing things that you hadn't discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being very open about that, um, that, you know, I'm learning from them just as much as they're learning from me. Um, and just being kind of yeah open about, you know, that aspect of the, of the training. When it comes to professionalism, separate from skills, separate from, you know, how great they are with customer service, but having an employee with a standard of professionalism, how do you go about defining that? We hear a lot of people talk about Mm -hmm. how do I get my staff to come to work on time? You know, Mm -hmm. how do I get them to 
go above and beyond if that's what's necessary. In an era where people mm-hmm. are like, no, this isn't my job description, uh, I'm not going to do that. So how do you approach professionalism? Mm, that's a great question. It it makes me think about, um, you know, the whole like going above and beyond <laughs> um, without necessarily getting compensation for that going yeah. above and beyond. Obviously, that's a huge thing um, right now in terms of um, getting someone to perform at a really high level, um, even though, you know, obviously their their pay is not is not increasing based off of that. Um I think that's a that's an interesting question. I also want to kind of hit on the fact that being a barista is a very um, like there's a lot of emotional intelligence that's required for this job. Um, you know, there's I don't think baristas get enough credit for it, mm. but standing in front of people for you know six eight hours a day and and greeting them and being friendly and smiling and and like this is a very um, emotionally taxing job. Yeah. So. Um, I can totally understand, you know, how do you, how do you be professional and how do you convey that um, when it's something that, um, like I said, it, it takes a lot of emotional um, intelligence to do. Um, I think that if I had to kind of sum it up, it starts with just, is the person enjoying what they're doing? Um, and and if, if maybe they're, they're not enjoying it in that moment, um, maybe it takes some shifting around in the cafe and and let's put somebody on espresso bar and, and pulling shots or, you know, just being very aware of kind of the environment and and um, what's going on in the cafe at that point in time. Um, I think as a general manager, the more in tune you are to that, um, the the more adaptable you can be. And, and you, who knows, it may just take someone going and knocking out some dishes for 15 minutes just to give them a small break from, you know, the greeting, smiling, you know, <laughs> happy face. So, um, yeah, I think just to, to tie together being in tune with what's going on again, back to, to being very in tune with what the employees are feeling. And, mm-hmm. um, it can go a long way in terms of making sure that, uh, the baristas feel seen, um, and, and in turn, or hopefully, you know, going that extra mile or, or um, um, performing at a very high level for an extended period of time um, can can last through the day. And if your team, let's say your coffee roaster, isn't quite meeting the professional standards that you require uh, in the way that they communicate with other staff, in the way that they complete, let's say they have to fill out forms, um, mm-hmm. you know, for you know, the log the roasts that they've done during the day and complete all the the cuppings properly. Let's say they're not meeting those professional standards. So they're essentially not being the best professional that Mm -hmm. they could be. Is that a conversation that's had between you and them? Is that, um, how does that work as a GM? I think, uh, yeah, so definitely a a conversation, um, but before kind of you get to the conversation, I think it's very important that you understand the entirety of the situation. Mm. Um, there's, um, you know, you obviously don't want to rush into anything and, and you want to make sure you're understanding all perspectives of what's going on, especially, you know, how the employee is feeling at that time. So mm-hmm. it could be that, you know, I don't know, there, there's a lot of things that could happen where, mm. where which could cause someone's kind of work standards to, to lower. Um, but 
just making sure you're understanding the entirety of the situation um, and just asking the questions before jumping into any conclusions. I think that's that's a huge part of it as well. Yeah, wise words. Uh, that's a part of the emotional intelligence of being a general manager, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, far too often you'll have somebody who is in charge, um, whether they're an ops manager or a general manager, and they'll come up and say, what's going on? Your, your work's slipping or, you know, you just need to, to do better. When mm. there's a whole other saga that's going on, they may be being bullied at work. They may be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, too shy to e- actually express that there's something broken with the technology and they're working overtime or working doubly hard to keep things together without mm-hmm. having told you that actually mm-hmm. it's the equipment that's broken and they don't know how to fix it and they feel embarrassed by that. So really wise words there, Aaron. Um in the final episode of the podcast of this series, we're going to be talking about culture. And this is a big one because uh, culture has absolutely become the spotlight of workplaces in coffee and a very intentional in a very intentional way over the last few years. So we're going to explore that in the in the next episode. We promise to stay away from any landmines, folks. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we don't well, we'd like to say that we'd promise, but you never know. It's me. So let's see where we go. <laughs> Aaron's already freaking out before we've had the conversation. <laughs> Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.